Welcome to another edition of the Peak Financial Freedom Hour, where we put the focus on retirement and how to get the most out of our financial lives. Today's show will focus on reducing risk, cutting fees, maximizing income, and making sure you can make it through retirement with confidence in your plan. Your hosts are Jim Files and Dan Ahmed of Peak Financial Freedom Group. They are your go-to resource in Northern California for financial education and guidance. They're the authors of several successful books about financial planning, most recently, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul fame, which sold more than half a billion copies worldwide. Jim and Dan work exclusively with retirees and those of you nearing retirement. And today, they're going to help you sort through the complexities of the financial world and blaze a clear path ahead. Here's Jim Files and Dan Ahmed. This is the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. Dan and Jim here with the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. Welcome. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of information today, and we're excited to provide this to you, so stay tuned to the whole show. Um, the title of today's presentation, this radio show, is going to be Statements You'll Live to Regret. And I'm going to start it with just something that's been going on on the radio for a while now. There's people out there talking just incredibly lame about what's good and what's not good to invest in. And you got to provide data. And that's what we do here at Peak Financial Freedom Group. And we help you pick what's best. There's someone on the radio right now saying, I wouldn't sell an annuity even to my mother. And when I hear that, my our clients hear it and they go, gosh, that guy sounds doesn't sound too smart when he's saying those things. And it makes them feel bad because they know someone's not necessarily looking at everything for them. And when you talk about an annuity in general, we might agree if he would have clarified and said, I would never sell a variable annuity to my mother. We might say, okay, we agree with that because that might not be in their best interest. In fact, it probably isn't. But when they talk about saying something like that, when last year, if this one guy would have had his mother in the stock market, because this guy manages a lot of money. And he had, let's say he had her in a conservative portfolio of 60% stocks, 40% bonds. That portfolio supposedly couldn't lose much. And now that mom probably lost 20 to 25% last year in that conservative portfolio. Well, I think then that's not someone who loves their mom. I think it's someone who's putting their mom at jeopardy when they could have had some of the assets in an asset class that would have not lost one penny and would have potentially provided income for as long as the mom lived, no matter what happened in the market. Now, when you look at that as one of our three buckets, then I think that makes sense if someone is looking for principal protection against all stock market losses for some of their assets and or income guaranteed for as long as they live without having to worry about it. Yeah, and I think the key here is making sure that you as a prospect, as a potential client, identify what you want your money to do for you. And if you want those objectives that you've identified, Dan, then you consider putting money into that asset class. But before you do that, you better fully understand it. You better be with a firm that's knowledgeable, that's acting as a fiduciary, putting your interest before theirs so that they can explain this and educate you so that you can make the proper decision on do you implement that or do you not implement that? Well, think about the three buckets we use. We use, we tell people we have these three buckets that we can allocate your assets to. We don't know how much goes in each bucket, but the first bucket being the bank, liquid assets. This is a good asset. People tell you, oh, you shouldn't have money in the bank. You should have money in the bank. It needs to be liquid. Yeah. It needs to be safe. It needs to make sure it's accessible because that's part of an overall prudent retirement plan. Then you're probably going to have money in the stock market. You're going to have risk there, but you also have the opportunity for the highest rate of return there to help us hopefully fight inflation and have long-term growth maybe for you in the future and or beneficiaries. Then the third bucket is going to be the principal protection and the guaranteed lifetime income, which will be the specific type of fixed index annuity 
annuities with an income rider. If you have these three buckets, you don't put all your money in any bucket you, and you only decide how much you put in each bucket based on what your total plan is. Yeah. Because typically our clients will have assets in all three buckets, but we have some clients that only have money in the bank bucket and the stock market bucket. Yeah. We do have some clients that only have their money in the bank bucket and the annuity bucket, depending on what their goals are, because it's not our plan, it's the client's plan. And if anyone out there is saying, putting your money in the bank is bad, or putting your money in the stock market's bad, or putting your money in a fixed index annuity with income rider's bad, we don't think they're looking after your best interest. Yeah, yeah. And again, Dan, I think what we have, you, have to, you stated there is that if you're knowledgeable, if you understand how these asset classes work separately and as an integrated model, and you know that they're going to do certain things and you 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 actually have been, been educated completely, you can make a real smart decision on whether or not this is going to fit for you. That's the key. Definitely. When I think you always say follow the money, and I like it when you say that with your business background. And when you think about someone, people out there, groups saying that annuities are bad, well, you got to follow the money for them. And if you have someone who is dealing with assets under management, they're managing your portfolio versus an annuity, typically I think right now in the marketplace, if you have assets go under management, I think those assets are probably worth up to 10 times more value to the advisory firm. advisor yeah. as far as their company worth than yeah. if they put the money in the annuity. Yeah. In think other words- what, Not just one times, 10 times. Yeah. What that means is that let's assume you're paying, make it simple. Let's say you're paying a 1% advisory fee on a million dollars. That's $10,000 a year of recurring income the advisor firm makes off you each year, right? But if he wanted to sell you to another firm uh, or be acquired, he can sell that for 10 times that amount of money. He can well, if it's for, ne- if net income, gross income, yeah. maybe three or four. Yeah, yeah. But, so let's, but let's net, say thirty thousand to make it simple. Okay, thirty thousand dollars of 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 value. That's his annuity, right? So you got to follow the money. Now we have the same problem here. We we don't we love assets under management. We have money in the stock and bond market. We have a model very similar to what I described because everybody does in our industry. But you have to understand this, and you have to have the advisory firm be clear on how they are making money. Well, we we will not we will not overweight the money in the asset management just to increase the value of our company. No, not at all. Absolutely not. It's in the client's best interest, but you have to understand who's making money, where the money's going, what are your visible fees, what are your invisible fees, you know, what incentive does the advisory firm have in, in putting you into something? You better understand this before you make that decision. Definitely. Well, you know, we just think it's always good for people to see, know what's happening out there. Um, and let's start then with statements you'll live to regret. And I think, you know, people out there in the internet, TV, radio, when they start making these kind of statements, I think they kind of live to regret them because they know it's going to come back and bite them in the butt because they shouldn't make just a blatant statement like that. How about this one now? I told myself a few years ago that if I hit my magic number, I'll retire. And then they get so close to that number so close to that number and then the market dips and now they're so far away from that number that they can't retire. Give you a quick example. I had clients come in about a month ago. They had accumulated $4.2 million of assets. Their goal at that point was to get to 5 million. Well, they'd already accumulated 4.2. How do they even know their matching number was 5 million? They just made it up. It just sounded good, whether it was for ego purposes, whether it was just because it sounded good, whatever. Well, then the three, the 4.2 has dropped to $3 million yeah. after what happened in 2022. So now they're like, oh my gosh, now we're $2 million away from that magic number. Can we make it? Well, they could have made it at $4.2 million. They still can make it at $3 million, And we created the plan that will show them how that will work. But I think that's important to not get stuck on what's called, you know, this magic number that I think one of the big companies out there even puts it on the TV. What's your magic number? What does the magic number mean? The magic number should only mean how much income do you need so that you can 
pay for your budget on a monthly basis and have excess monthly cash flow, that's your magic number. It's not the amount of assets that you have. You know, and that's a key point because, again, you know, if you're 60, 65, 70, even in late 50s and you're planning to retire or you're retired, it's not a growth play. It is an income play unless you have huge pensions. Maybe you have huge pensions and you don't need as much income, but most people don't have huge pensions in this marketplace. So they come to us and they have $1 million, $2 million, $5 million, $10 million saved. They say, we need to convert these assets that we've grown for 40 years into an income stream. How do we do that? So it's not the value of the assets. It's how much that value, those assets are going to give you in the form of income. And if you can do that correctly, your life will be much better. Definitely. And, and I think it's key to think about why you started saving the money for in the first place 20, 30, or 40 years ago. And that was to use the assets that you saved to create income that would then provide you a lifestyle at retirement that allowed you to do all the wonderful things you planned and dreamed about. Well, if you make mistakes that don't allow you now to take advantage of the assets to create that ongoing dependable type of income, you're not going to live the retirement that you plan. So it, your magic number has to now not be the amount of assets you have. Your magic number has to be how much income do we need to generate to put you in a position where you have more than enough money to spend every month for as long as you live. And if you do that, you'll have the best plan for yourselves, but you'll also have the best plans for your beneficiaries because when people talk about income plans, Jim, they always say, well, if we're going to generate the max amount of income, it means I'm probably going to leave less to my kids and grandkids. You might, but there's a high probability you won't because what will happen over time, let's say you're 65 now and we generate a lot of income and we generate more income than you need to spend, what are you going to do with the excess? You can save it or you can invest it. And then what's going to happen when that 65-year-old hits 75 or 80? Are they going to spend as much money on an annual basis on traveling and buying things, all those things? No, they're not going to. So the, the key is that you have to have a plan in place in order to understand this. During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list, Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. It's time to get back to the show. Once again, here's Jim Files and Dan Ahmed on the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. Dan and Jim, back with you, Peak Financial Freedom Hour, and we're talking about statements you'll live to regret. So we just talked about when people say, I told myself if I hit my magic number of assets saved, I'll retire, and how that isn't the best way to plan. But how about this one, Jim? I told myself a few years ago that after suffer a big loss, if I ever recovered what I lost, I'll then stop doing what I'm doing and I'll get a more prudent less aggressive plan. <laughs> I hear that all the time. I mean, that's like commonplace in today's market, right? If I only can get back what I've lost, you know, I'll do something different. But that's crazy thinking, well, man. Kind of like the client that went from 4.2 million to 3 million. Yeah. We got to make 40% yeah. just before they'll start, start thinking differently. Yeah. And they're 60 right now. That ain't going to work. Yeah, you know what happens is those people are hung up on the adage that you better stay the course, right? No matter what, stay in it. 
and if you stay in it long enough, you'll get your money back. And, and you may. We're not we're not discounting that fact. But hey, if you're close to retirement or you're using those assets for income, you better have a different philosophy. Well, see, you better, I think they will get their money back. It's just how flipping long will it yeah. take? Because what if you're 60 now and you're wanting your three million to get back up to 4.2 million? You got to take this risk. How long would the three million take to get to 4.2 million? Maybe 70. You know, maybe longer. We maybe. don't know. And then that means they have to start their plan for retirement. Then nuts. I I, I just read an article. This morning, uh, this year, uh, from January through right into March, uh, the market right has been up. Yeah, the stock market been up, but the Nasdaq 100, right, the hundred top stocks on the Nasdaq, eight of those 100 represents 86 percent of the gain. Eight out of 100, and on the S and P 500, there is 12 out of 500 companies that represent 86 percent of the gain. It's all with 18 companies or 20 companies. That's it. So unless you pick those 20 companies, you still may be down. Well, and it might be 20 good companies right now, but what about the next three, yeah. six, nine months? Who knows? You know, they flip. So it's really tough. So I think, you know, that's something that you can't really focus on in that I know it can be emotional, it can be ego, it can just be the human um, psychology problem that we all have is once we lose something, we want that back because we once had it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have a portfolio that's worth 4.2 million, it's worth 3 million, your portfolio is 3 million. Yeah. You never had a $4.2 million value because you never cashed it out. Yeah. Found that one day, it was yeah. worth that, right? Yeah. So you can't look at it that it's something that you lost. You have to look at from this point forward. And I think that's the biggest mistake people can make right now is not knowing they've already succeeded and continuing to take the risk that could put them in the danger zone or actually eliminate yeah. their success. Because now, you know, what if someone leaves the money in at 3 million and it drops back down to 1.5 million, which some of the pundits are saying, hey, we could have another 50% drop in the market. They're not going to make it. No, not at all. But if that same client that went from 4.2 to $3 million, if they put the plan together on $3 million and they actually put together a risk mitigation plan, a principal protection plan, and an income plan, and between Social Security and that $3 million, they were going to generate close to two. Hundred thousand dollars a year in income, and their budget was ten grand a month, one hundred and twenty grand. They had an extra forty grand after taxes to save every year to help get them back to even. And then you allocate those three million dollars into asset classes that do have growth. There is growth there. Then all of a sudden, you've changed the game. No, definitely. And we put a plan together, like you're saying, that used risk mitigation in the stock market. So we use stop losses. We use monthly reallocation of the assets to reduce risk, but also to try to get them the best competitive rates of return at the same time of reducing the risk. We used annuities. And it's amazing because, you know, this couple, we did everything that they wanted to do. But then when they go and they ask their friends, you know, what about this? What about this? The friends are saying, I've never heard you could do these types of things. Well, because no one else is talking to them and providing them the plan. And then they hear on the radio, well, you know, you shouldn't be using stop losses. Or they call one of the big brokerage houses or their 401k. We don't do stop losses for you. Or they hear on the radio, you shouldn't use an annuity in your plan. They hear all this information that is completely contra to their having a successful retirement. Yeah. Getting back to should you use stop losses or not, that's up to you as as a client. Would you rather stop loss out and go to cash when the market's dropping, or do you want to hang in there? That's up to you. I would say if you're 30 or 40, you can hang in there, right? You're still working. But if you're 60, 70 um, or older, I promise you stop lossing out and going to cash, uh, maybe temporarily, um, is going to probably fit your personality better. Well, how about this? Maybe you can explain how people would feel or just the thought process is. Had a client come in a year ago last January. We met with them multiple times, four, five, six times. In March, we implemented the plan. In the planning scenario, we found out that he had over 50% risk 
on his portfolio. And he had about $1.5 million of assets, meaning if the stock market crashed like 08, he better be prepared to lose $750,000 and he's 62. There's no way he should be in that scenario. We used our three buckets. We have money in the bank. We have money in the stock market using the stop losses and monthly reallocation. We have money in the annuities. And in 2022, when he came in, his whole $1.5 million portfolio is down, including fees, 3.67%. How would he feel now knowing all of his buddies, and a lot of them were invested in technology, lost 30 and 40% last year? He's down 3.67%, including fees. How does that feel? And more importantly, how does that enable him to look forward as far as how successful his retirement can continue to be, even though we've just gone through a nightmare scenario? The key is is that we've created these three different buckets, right? And we've allocated assets into those buckets to perform like you just suggested, whereby the market goes down. And yes, he lost money in the market, just like everybody did with us and everybody else. But he lost less money. He lost no money in the cash bucket. He lost no money in the, in the guaranteed bucket. And when you average it all together, he down 3.6%. Would that make you feel better that you only need to get a 3.7% rate of recurring to make up a 3.6% loss? Rather than if you lost 20% last year, you need almost a 30% rate of return to make up that difference. It's a big difference. Huge difference, and it just shows what can be accomplished. Let's look at a couple other things as far as statements that people might live to regret. Um, so we covered, you know, your magic number. We covered trying to recover before you make any changes. How about this one? I like the security keeping all my money in cash because I know at least I won't lose it. Well, part of that statement is true because if you keep it in cash, you're not going to lose it unless you have more than $250,000 in a bank as far as FDIC, and we've heard that lately. But the problem with having the money in cash is two things. It can't guarantee how much income you're going to be able to take out of it for as long as you live. And it can't provide a high probability we're going to keep pace with inflation because there's not going to be a lot of growth. At least the bank rates are a little bit higher now. So just like we always talk about when we have our three buckets, three buckets including number one, cash. So some of the money should be sitting in cash. Second bucket will be in the principal protection, the guaranteed income, and the annuities. Some of the money can be in that bucket. And then the third will be the growth, which is the stock market managed using stop losses and monthly allocation. And if we do that, instead of being in this risk position of losing 50% or more of their portfolio, we can legitimately put a plan together, putting writing where they have a projected 10% or lower risk. And a lot of people are going to be down around 5% or yeah. less, Jim, as far as risk, meaning if the market crashes at 50%, they're projected to have a 5% or smaller loss. Yeah, exactly. And of course, this is based on historical data points, but the math is real clear once you understand this because you have two of those three buckets you just mentioned that have no stock market risk, period, none. And you have one bucket that has risk, stock market risk that we're managing, but we're using technology to manage it. We're using stop losses daily, whereby if the market changes direction intramonth, meaning that market the momentum gets negative, we will move you out of the market. It will be moved out into cash-type instruments or treasury bonds. So um, we are looking at allocations differently to make sure that when we do have these market setbacks like we saw last year, yes, you're going to lose some money in that third bucket. There's no way around it. But overall, you can keep that risk factor down with your overall portfolio. about your investments, uncertain income, and not having a clear written retirement plan? Clay and Buck here to tell you help's available from a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have acted as fiduciaries building written plans for their clients. If you save $500,000 or more for retirement, call right now for your free, no obligation consultation, second opinion, and written retirement income plan. You may also qualify to receive a free signed copy of their Amazon best-selling book and a free $100 Amazon gift card. Call right now for your free consultation 
consultation and to find out if you qualify. Simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and when prompted, say the keyword money. Again, dial pound 250, keyword money. That's pound 250, keyword money. You're listening to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. To learn more about Jim Files and Dan Ahmed, visit peakfin.com. That's peakfin.com. Now, back to the show. Dan and Jim back with you, Peak Financial Freedom Hour. And today we're talking about statements you'll live to regret. Uh, here's a good one. And it's off the normal subject that a lot of people talk about when they're talking about their portfolio, but it's a main topic of conversation for us here at Peak Financial. Um, one is either we don't have a budget or we don't need a budget. And when you look at someone saying that or hear someone saying that, in most cases, it's because they really didn't before. They were making a lot of money when they're working. They made more money per month net after taxes, they, their take-home, than they spent. They didn't have a lot of consumer debt, so they always knew when they're working, they had more money than they needed on a monthly basis. So why the heck do I have to have yeah. a budget? Because I'm not going negative. I don't have credit card. Um, Dave Ramsey, I'm not paying credit card interest, You know, none yeah. of those things. But at retirement time now, most people don't have a pension. Maybe 5% of people have enough pension to pay for all of their um, needs. Most people don't have pensions, so they have to create the income now that's going to provide them their monthly income, net income. And the only way to do that is not look at how much assets they have. It's how much their budget is because the budget tells you the magic answer. How much money do you need on a monthly basis? People are, are crazy. They amaze me. They don't know how much income they need on a monthly basis. Well, yeah. that means they don't know what their budget is. Yeah. They know You know how much money you're going to need on a monthly basis to spend at your budget, but you don't want to make the golden mistake that a lot of people make is let's say your budget's $8,000 a month and you create $8,000 a month net income at retirement. You think you've achieved the goal. That's not the goal because when does your budget ever stay exactly $8,000 a month? So when we build a plan, we want to build in what's called net excess monthly cash flow. We call that financial freedom. And that's the amount of income you have every month coming in above your budget. So if your budget's $8,000 a month, you want a minimum of $2,000 above that, preferably three, four, or $5,000 above that so that now if anything happens, you have the money to spend. If not, you can save it. You can invest it. You can start gifting it to kids or grandkids or charities. And more importantly, it's just extra money that will cause you to worry less because if you had a budget of 8000 and your net income was $12,000, how would you feel then if you had $4,000 a month to spend more than you need forever? That's going to allow you to not worry. It's also going to allow you to fight inflation. Yeah. And you'd be amazed um, that you can get there with probably less money than you think you need to have in order to get there. Because if you have a couple million dollars saved in retirement type accounts, uh, and you start drawing Social Security at the right age for uh, spouse one and spouse two, and maybe you have a small pension, great, you add that in, and then you start to allocate your assets into different asset classes that we mentioned on this show, go to the three-bucket theory that, we, that we're presenting here to you, you can get to where you have that ten, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 a month of income or more, and your budget might be seven or $8,000 a month. Now, all of a sudden, you have excess cash flow above what you need, and now it makes you feel a lot more comfortable. And many of you listening right now, you don't have long-term care insurance, right? And if you try to get it, it's really, really expensive. So you have to figure out not only do you have to get through life with the income and how inflation is going to affect that income, but you better be saving in case one or both of you might need long-term care. And if you can generate excess cash flow above your budget and you start saving some of that money over 20 years or so, it's a huge impact. And all of a sudden, if you do need long-term care, you have that built up to help supplement those expenses, Dan. Well, I'm going to simplify what Jim just said. 
the goal in retirement is to know you have enough money on a monthly basis to spend. That's what we're talking about. The key, though, is to realize why, because the problem is a lot of our clients are really smart and they overthink it. And they're like, okay, I made $300,000 of income before I retired. Now with $2 million of assets and pension, I'm only going to be maybe at $180,000 of income. There's no way I'm going to make it. There's no way in any way, shape or form I'm going to make it. Well, when you were working, if you made $300,000, $25,000 a month, you probably netted about half. That's what most people net. They net about half of their gross income. So you probably netted about $12,500. So you made 300 grand, but you netted 12,500. Well, what if at retirement now you are going to gross $180,000 a year? That's $120,000 less. You know you're going to be financially insolvent, basically in your minds. But that's $15,000 a month of gross income. Well, when you're working, you were putting money into deferred for you and your spouse. And that could have been anywhere from, you know, $30,000 to $60,000 a year. You're putting money to Social Security for you both. You're paying to federal and state taxes and you netted $12,500. When you retire, the $15,000, you're not putting any money into 401ks or 403Bs. You're not putting money into Social Security. You're just paying federal and state taxes. If your taxes are about $3,000 a month on that, how would you like to have about the same $12,000 of net income after taxes as you had when you're working? Have you succeeded? Yeah, you have. And whether you had made 300000 or $150,000 a year between you and your spouse, the numbers work the same. But you can't and you won't believe this until you have this put together for you in a written plan where it delineates this precisely for you so you can understand the math. Say, Aha, I get it. It's in writing. It's all laid out for me. It makes sense. Well, how about this? Now, let's take it one step further. What you're talking about, you take that $12,500 in net income when you were working, and let's say your budget was 12000 because you had a house payment and you had $500 more to spend per month than your budget. What if right now at retirement time or when you retire, the house is going to be paid off and now your $12,000 in net income, your budget's 8000 and now you have $4,000 more to spend than you yeah. need. Would that allow you with $50,000, $48,000 extra to spend to do all the things you want to do at retirement time it, now? It, it, it will. But Dan, you know, there's no way you can do this by listening to a radio show or going on the internet. You better deal with a firm that specializes in this. You better be deal with a firm that really, if they claim to be a fiduciary, they better be putting all this in writing for you so you have it in front of you. And just because you've been with an advisory firm or an advisor for a long period of time and you think they have your best interest in mind, you better have this in writing. Well, and you if just they said haven't done key. it. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. do you, right now, people that are listening, if you have an advisor, did they put in writing for you the risk you were taking last year showing in writing that you could lose 20, 25, or 30%? And I'll bet. You don't have that in writing because if they would have put that in writing, you would not have left your money there. No, you wouldn't have. And if you had that in writing, if you had the fees in writing, the income plan, the tax plan, and all that put in writing, you would feel a lot more secure. During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list. Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. 
You're listening to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim Files and Dan Ahmed of Peak Financial Freedom Group. You're back with Dan and Jim, Peak Financial Freedom Hour. We're going to talk about statements you'll live to regret. And I'm going to combine two of these. I've been doing that a little bit today, Jim, trying to get through all these. Um, how about this one? I don't need a plan. My advisor says I'm in great shape and I have nothing to worry about. And let's combine that with my advisor is a close personal friend. I really like him or her and I trust them completely. That's just a whole can of worms and a nightmare in, yep. the, in those two statements, yep. right? Mistake, 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 mistake. A stupidity, stupidity, and I hate to say that, but it is. I, I don't mean stupid. I mean financially ignorant. You cannot go through retirement with those thought processes in mind. You better have everything that you just said in writing. Forget about the friendship. The advisor should be friendly to you. That's that's what humans do. What skill set does that advisor have and an advisor delivering to you the things that we're talking about on the show? If they are, then great. They, you've got what you're paid for, and not only are they your friend, but they've done everything possible to make you successful. Well, here's what we found. Not necessarily it's true for all advisors, but here's what we found. If an advisor is out there telling someone, you specifically, you don't need a plan, don't worry, you're in great shape, you have nothing to worry about – it isn't because all those things are true. It's because the advisor either can't, is unable, or doesn't want to prepare a plan. Because yeah. a plan takes a huge commitment from an advisor. It takes us four, five, six meetings to meet with a client to create an actual plan. Every single thing documented about your money. But once you get your plan now, it's done, it's completed. Usually you think about that, you think, oh my gosh, I have to pay these huge costs to create something like this. Well, you should, but at our firm, we don't charge you any upfront or ongoing planning fees. We get paid just like everybody else does for assets being placed under management. We get an ongoing annual fee for dollars that go into the guaranteed income plans, annuities. We get an upfront fee and we get ongoing fees because we don't take typically all the compensation upfront. So we get paid to service you on an annual basis. Now, when you look at then someone out there just investing your money we don't think you should ever invest your money unless you have a written plan that shows why you're investing the money. We don't think you should ever invest your money unless there's specific purposes about how and when and what you're going to use that money for. And if you have that now documented, you now have a plan that will give you the highest chance of success. We find that advisors try to get you on purpose to think of them as a close friend. And they're trained to do this because in most cases, they're not providing you what's needed for you to view them as a close financial consultant. You need to see your financial advisor as your most trusted financial consultant doing everything possible to give you the highest probability of achieving your goals. The only way to do that, number one, is to make sure you have a plan in writing. And number two, not think of them as your friend first. It's okay to think of your client as your friend. Our clients love us. But they think of us as their trusted consultant first, Jim, and then yeah. as nice men that work with them second. Yeah, if I ask the audience right now listening two questions, um, I bet you can't answer them. Number one, how much risk do you have in your current portfolio and how much you could lose if we have another market crash? I promise you, you do not know that answer. And number two, if you have an advisory firm, if I asked you what are the visible and invisible fees you're paying right now, I promise you cannot answer that. I know that because we've dealt with thousands of people over the years, and they can't answer that question. A good example, I had a client in last week. They came in again yesterday for their second meeting. I asked them on their first meeting, do you happen to know what you're paying your advisor uh, for their fees? They said, I know exactly what we're paying them. And I said, okay, what are you paying them? He said, we're paying them two-tenths of 1%. What do you mean two-tenths of 1%? So that's what he told us, two-tenths of 1%. And I said, well, 
I don't understand that. He said, no. I said, it amounts to $2,100 a year. And I said, well, I said, okay. And he said, are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. And so we collected their statement. And then I asked him another question. How much risk do you think you're taking in your portfolio? He said, I know exactly how much risk I'm taking. I said, what's that? Well, I'm a conservative investor. And the advisor told me I can't lose too much if the market goes down. I said, what's that in dollars and cents? Well, I haven't converted that. Well, they came back yesterday. Uh, we did some analysis for them. Uh, they were paying 2.37% in fees. 2.37%. So on a million dollars, right, that's $23,000 a year. On $2 million, that's $46,000 a year, where they thought they were paying $2,100 a year, right? And when we did their risk analysis, they have a 43.8% risk factor, which means that the market goes down by 40%, they're going to lose 43.8% of the money. So on a million dollars, they're going to lose about 430000 They were blown away. They were shocked. And here's people that were adamant, Dan. Oh, no. And that's typical because they learned to create a relationship with their advisor that's based on trust and friendship rather than verification and validation and accounting and responsibility. So no matter what, you have to be able to get in writing exactly the amount of risk you're taking the fees. If these people you're talking about would have asked their advisor to put everything in writing, I guarantee they would not have been confused that their fees were just 0.21%. I also guarantee they would know that they were taking the 43.8% as well. So it just wasn't in writing. And it's the only way you can trust. A lot of people say, well, you know, I really like my advisor. And that your advisor just has a relationship with you on a friendship basis because of the business right now. If you stop doing business with your advisor, I guarantee they will no longer be your friend mm-hmm. because it's happened to a lot of the clients we work with. They've switched and that advisor who was supposedly their friend is no longer their friend and it just showed they weren't the friend in the first place and they were not getting from their money what they had planned. Yeah. Do you worry about your investments, uncertain income, and not having a clear written retirement plan? Clay and Buck here to tell you help's available from a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have acted as fiduciaries building written plans for their clients. If you save $500,000 or more for retirement, call right now for your free, no obligation consultation, second opinion, and written retirement income plan. You may also qualify to receive a free signed copy of their Amazon best-selling book and a free $100 Amazon gift card. Call right now for your free consultation and to find out if you qualify. Simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and when prompted, say the keyword money. Again, dial pound 250, keyword money. That's pound 250, keyword money. Investment advisory services are offered through Fiduciary Solutions, LLC, a California registered investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results and securities may lose value. Insurance products and services are offered through PFFG Insurance. Insurance Agency, LLC. California Insurance License Number 0N14013. Dan Ahmed, California Insurance License Number 0732913. And Jim Files, California Insurance License Number 0F06511.